Well, there is a uh, passage that came to mind as Blake was um, leading us in our confession. And this week especially, Thanksgiving week, it's Psalm 107, just the first few verses. And so this is something that you can say over your family, at your home, uh, and be reminded And this is what it says, God's word to us, Psalm 107. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say this, those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to their Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress and their sins. Brothers and sisters in Christ, as a called and ordained servant of Christ, I proclaim to you that God has redeemed you from your sins. As he stretched out his arms, and as he said, I forgive you. I have poured out my life my blood for you on the cross, and you are redeemed. You are bought back by Christ. And we who are in the body of Christ are thankful, and we say, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. So brothers and sisters, I proclaim to you and and declare to you that your sins are forgiven in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I mentioned earlier, God's grace, God's mercy, and God's peace be to you, my brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord and risen Savior. As I mentioned earlier, I I am thankful for uh, Blake and Zach and their ministry. I'm thankful for you and your ministry yesterday and today. I'm thankful for your ministry as you read this uh, stewardship, time, treasure, talents Uh, and pray about it, and as a family, as a person, as a household, say, how do I want to give back to God? I thank you for all that you do. Thanks is one of those words that on this last Sunday of the church year that we might say, what What should we say? Because I think many of us are gearing up for Thanksgiving, but what does God actually say, and what does God do for us, and how can we keep this Thanksgiving throughout this week? I don't know how many of you have ever read the book, The Jungle Book. Anybody ever read that? By Rudyard Kipling. I'm not saying it, sure if I'm saying his name right, but Mr. Kipling, Rud- Rudyard, Mrs. Librarian, I knew you knew I was going to call you out. Rudyard Kipling. We're going to go with that. You can, you can tell me later afterwards uh, what his real name was. But Rudyard Kipling uh, was an author, a journalist, a poet uh, in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And if you ever read any of his material, uh, he was very prolific. He wrote The Jungle Book. He wrote uh, Gunga Den. He wrote If. He wrote... Uh, I can't ever say that name of that book. He wrote a number of different material, and he made a lot of money. He was very wealthy uh, and a very successful journalist. 
most journalists at that time weren't, uh, didn't receive the benefits, but he did. And one day a reporter came up to him and said, uh, Mr. Kipling, you are very wealthy. And it is been, has been said that for every word you have written, it is worth $100. So $100 for every word that you have ever written. Mr. Kipling said, I certainly wasn't aware of that, um, but thanks for the information. And then the reporter pulled a $100 bill out of his pocket and gave it to Mr. Kipling and said, Mr. Kipling, I want you to provide me a $100 word. Give me a word that is worth $100. So Mr. Kipling looked at the $100 bill, thought for a moment, put it in his pocket, looked at the reporter, and said, thanks. And I think about that word. It's more than a $100 word. It's a million, billion, quadrillion word sometimes, especially when we share it with those around us. Yesterday at the Thanksgiving outreach, people who were homeless and houseless and down on their luck when they receive food shared with those in line and those helping thanks and it was like songs of angels i know when we're in the home and when we're together when we're with one another and someone says thanks it is like a healing balm upon us and it is joyful when somebody sends a thank you note and you receive a card saying thanks, that can energize you and fill your bucket with joy. Giving thanks is something that we're called to do. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Over and over in the Bible, give thanks, or thanks is mentioned many times. About a hundred times the word thanks, or thankful, or thanksgiving is mentioned with the root word of thanks. Over 40 times, oh, give thanks. And Jesus modeled that for us as well. He gave thanks to his father when he raised Lazarus from the dead. He gave thanks to his father, God, numerous times throughout his ministry. He models for us that idea of thanks and gratitude. But there's a difference between thanks and gratitude, at least according to Webster's Dictionary. Webster's says that thanks is an act in response to receiving of something good, where gratitude is something that it's at the core of you. Gratitude, you are full of gratefulness. And no matter how difficult it might be, if you have a spirit of gratitude or gratefulness, you are more at ease, at peace, more content. And so we can say thanks over and over, but God wants us to have a spirit of gratitude. And God says, because of everything that I've done on the cross for you, be grateful. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. I remember when I was a child growing up, we would gather around the dinner table, and it was a round table, and my three siblings sat on one side, and I sat in between mom and dad because I was the youngest, and I was usually knocking things over 
and getting into trouble. But generally, we would sit around the table and we would start off the dinner as we would gather together with, Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest, and let thy, thy gifts to us be blessed. Amen. And at the end of the meal, before we were excused to go play or do our homework, we said, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Amen. And my mom and dad modeled for us what worship was all about. They modeled for us what values and Christian character was all about. They modeled for us what it means to be in community together. And there are times that people will say, well, I, can, I don't need to go to church because I do it on my own when I'm out riding or in nature or reading a devotion. And yet, God reminds us that we are to come together as a body of Christ, to sing and praise and prayer and receive and respond. Because God calls us to do that. And as men and women, moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, aunts and uncles, we are gathering together to give thanks to God and to be able to respond with grateful hearts. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Yesterday at Thanksgiving Outreach, Zach had asked me to do the prayer, and I was thinking about this past week and what was flowing through my mind. We had rain this past week. How many of you are happy when we get rain? Yeah, most of us in this barren desert love to get rain. It interrupts us sometimes, but, you know, it's, it, so we have to drive a little bit more carefully on the road because of the oil. Uh, we might have to put on another layer because it's rainy outside or cool. Uh, or that car that we just washed, we might have to wash it again. But rain doesn't happen a lot. And it's a minor inconvenience. We might have to do PE or lunch schedule inside rather than outside. But for yesterday, the people who were homeless and houseless and downtrodden, it could be a real big concern for them. And in our lives, rain comes periodically, not only from the heavens, but also in our lives of concern, of things that, deal, that we deal with in life. Financial concerns, health concerns, worries, and things that just get us down. And it feels like the rain is just plummeting upon us. And we can feel out of sorts and maybe that we're drowning in the middle of it. Well, I remember as a child, as a kid, that on rainy days, one of the things that I look forward to is we would all gather together in the room and we would have recess and we would have lunch and our incredible, awesome teachers would have us do games like I don't know, uh, heads down, thumbs up, and we would play games. We would play games in, in the classroom. And rather than scattering all over the playground and doing our own thing, there were 20 or 30 of us gathered together in community, inside, all doing stuff together. And I think about the storms of life. They rain on us, but we come together as the body of Christ. And we're in this together. Well, this past week, I don't know, after the rain, if you walked outside, but did you see it? The rainbows? And God gave his first rainbow to Noah and said, there is hope. 
And God gives that rainbow for us too and says, hope and rest and recharge and renew in me. For I give you hope because I've redeemed you from the cross and I rose from the grave and I am reigning in heaven. And God says, look for the rainbows after the storms. Because we're going to have storms. And we come together and God says, have hope. But after the rainbow, did you see the sun? Did you see the radiant sun that was there? I looked from my office and looked out, and all I saw were these faces glowing as this incredible afternoon sun was, was shining through the clouds. So I ran outside and felt the warmth of the sun. And in the same way, after it rains, there's hope and rainbows, but there's the radiant sun that we worship. God who says, I renew you, I recharge you, I love you, I forgive you, I will give you hope. No matter where you are, whether it's in California or Idaho or anywhere else in between, I am with you. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Psalm 103 is a, another thankful song, and I'm going to give you a homework assignment to, to do this week. Because how many of you are, are looking forward to Christmas catalogs? Anybody like to go through Christmas catalogs? Raise your hands high, high and proud, if you like to go through them. I absolutely, I love walking through them, and I circle the things that I know I'm never going to get. But I have a great time dreaming of wonderful things that are to come. And so I'll spend all kinds of time looking at catalogs. And then I thought after reading Psalm 103, why don't I make a Christmas, not a Christmas catalog, but a Thanksgiving catalog. And write down all the things that God has blessed me with in my life, in my home, in my family, my co-workers, all the way around. Psalm 103 gives a great template to use this week. And maybe this Thursday, as you're gathered with friends, you can read Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5, and say, what are you thankful for? And in your daily devotions, you can read Psalm 103 and keep a little note of how are you thankful for these things. Let's, let's take a look at it. If you've got a Bible, you can open it up to Psalm 103. If not, you can take a look at it later. Psalm 103, verse 1. Praise the Lord, O my soul. How are you praising God? How are you going to praise God through everything? All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits. What are the benefits that God gives to us? What can we keep track of? What can we journal? What can we pray through? What can we write down? Well, number verse 3. What does God give to us? God forgives all your sins. God heals all your diseases. I want to be clear. It might not be talking about physical, medical diseases. God's more concerned about your spiritual disease. And he says, I forgave you. I healed you of your spiritual disease of separation from God. Spiritual and emotional and relational diseases. God says, let me bring you peace. Let me heal you. Who, 
who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I think about that, the many blessings, those five blessings that God gives to us of forgiving our sins, of healing us, of redeeming us, of blessing us over and over and over. And I know that sometimes we take things for granted. We do. We're a very comfortable, complacent group, but God says, I give you all these things. Don't take them for granted. Here's what I mean. If you woke up this morning with more health than illness, you are more blessed than six million people who will not survive this week. If you've never experienced the danger of battle, the loneliness of imprisonment, the agony of torture, or the pangs of starvation, you're ahead of 500 million people in the world. If you can attend a church service or a church meeting and do it without fear of harassment, of arrest, or torture, or death, you are more blessed than three billion people in this world. If you have food in the refrigerator, clothes on your back, a roof overhead, and a place to sleep, you are richer than 75% of this world. And if you have money in the bank, in your wallet, in your purse, spare change in a dish someplace, you are among the top 8% in the world. Let's not take it for granted. God blesses us over and over and over again. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. I don't know how many of you like Snoopy. Anybody like Snoopy? Peanuts cartoon? I love Snoopy. And uh, just the theologian that Charles Schultz is, I just love it because I remember seeing this one cartoon where Snoopy, it's Thanksgiving, and uh, the Peanuts family, uh, Charlie Brown's family, is inside cooking, and Snoopy's lying on top of his doghouse, and he has these images and dreams of turkey and mashed potatoes and yams and stuffing because he can see all and hear all the activity and smell all the activity in the house and snoopy is dreaming of all these wonderful things and he can't wait he's all excited and there's drool coming out of his mouth as he's getting all excited for thanksgiving and then charlie brown in one of the panels comes out and he places down a dog bowl full of kibble and Snoopy walks over with great disdain and disgust and looks down at the food bowl. And then his attitude changes as he looks longer. And then he looks up and at least, and he says, well, I could have been the turkey. <laughs> I think about that with us. God gives, and it might not be all the wonderful things that I want in my catalog, but God gives us the blessings that he has poured out to us. And so we say, thank you, God. I came across a list that another pastor had written that things that they are thankful for over the week. And I wanted to share it with you because Crystal reminded me of it this past Friday. Over the last week, things that I'm thankful for, the taxes I pay 
because it means that I'm employed. The clothes that fit a little too snug because it means I have enough to eat. My shadow because it means that I am out in the sunshine and able to enjoy it. A lawn that needs mowing, windows that need washing, and gutters that need cleaning out because it means that I have a home and a place to live. I'm thankful for the parking spot I find at the far end of the store because it means that I am healthy and capable of walking. I'm thankful for my Southern California gas bill because it means that I am warm. I'm thankful for how much it costs me to fill up a tank of gas because it means that I can drive with freedom. I am thankful for all the complaining I hear about our government and our political leaders because it means we have freedom of speech. And I'm thankful for the weariness and aching muscles at the end of the day because it means that I have been productive. We don't want to take God for granted. We don't want to take his blessings for granted. We want to give thanks with a grateful heart. There's a man in Villa Park who called up his daughter, I'm sorry, called up his son and uh, made a call to Egan, Minnesota and said, hey, let your daughter, let your sister know. Sorry, let me share it, start all over again. Villa Park, Egan, Minnesota, let you know that, uh, tell your sister, that's it, tell my daughter, your sister, uh, that your mom and I are getting a divorce. After 45 years of misery, we're getting a divorce. And so the son in Egan, Minnesota, and the father also called a son in Fresno, both of them called their sister in Olympia, Washington, and said, hey, dad's getting a divorce. And the sister said, what? What? Oh, heck no, I'm going to take care of this. And she called up her dad in Villa Park and said, Dad, you and Mom don't do anything. We're going to be there tomorrow. Uh, family's coming in. I'm going to make sure my brothers are there with their families. Don't do a thing until we have a chance to talk about it. And she hung up the phone, got in a hold of her brothers and Egan and Fresno. And the man turned and looked at his wife and said, Well, honey, we did it. Our kids are going to be here tomorrow, and they're paying their own way. <laughs> no matter how you come together this Thanksgiving, may God bless you as you give thanks with gratitude for all the blessings that he has given to you each and every day. Amen? Amen.